Before we jump into today's topic, a quick disclaimer. The stories and data we share come from the states that we practice in and the experiences that we personally had, which can differ greatly across our country and certainly the globe. This is not a professional advice show. So let's get comfy and talk about death. Welcome to Mort Mike. A down-to-earth discussion on death and dying. I'm Brandy. I'm Sierra. And I'm Red. And we're your tinfoil theorists this week. Death isn't always so simple and clean like that Utada Hikaru song would suggest. Sometimes the truth gets occluded by time, anomalies, and those who wish to keep things hush-hush. Get ready to go full Ancient Aliens meme guy, because on today's episode, we're going to don our kooky tinfoil caps, pull back the veil, and delve into a few real-life stories where death conjoins with conspiracy. What have you guys armchair detective researched for me today? Hey, buckle in, because mine's uh, a little bit popular, and I'm sure everybody's already heard of Princess Diana. Um, You know. (gasps) (laughs) I was going to say, if there's one thing she was, it was very prominent in the media Um, a little bit before my time. Not by a lot of years. I promise I'm not, you know, super young and whatever. Um, But kind of my my goal here is to just kind of do a surface level dive for us today on kind of the conspiracies that surround her death um, and what kind of preluded to it. So if we are, if you guys are ready, you guys prepared, excited Put those little oh, royal yes. crowns on, I guess. Or take I'm them off. I'm ready for the princess die dive. Oh, Let's God. go in on it. <laughs> Basically, so as we all know, she you know, member of the British royal family. She was wife of the now King Charles III, mother of both princes, William and Harry. Um, she was a huge activist, glamour icon, super popular. But she was also one of the like first like royal family, like within the, you know, the more prominent media years, um, that actually had her kind of like uh, marriage difficulties publicized um, and within a couple of years of like being married and having kids her uh, whole entire marriage did end in divorce okay mm. huge scandal everybody was a little bit upset people were like oh my god but of course they supported her because she was great she was super good at all you know all things everything it, it flooded the tabloids you know everybody was like in on it people were like making things up left and right like why did she do this like what did he do you know blah 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 blah. and then uh, kind of the kicker here and what i'm going to be mostly focusing on is within a year of their divorce she was in a very tragic car accident where she just died um which is a little bit weird to believe sus but okay (sighs) a little bit sus right like how are you going to be one of the royal families surrounded by security at all points in your life and oh no, you got behind the wheel and your security just happens to be intoxicated. Seems a little weird, right? Very weird. So when it originally first happened, there was like a, it was mostly like tragedy. Everybody was like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. I can't believe this is happening. At the time, she was actually um, dating Dottie Fayed. He was the son of the owner of the um, Ritz out in France. Okay. Mm-hmm. Big, huge thing. 
whatever. It was a little bit of a scandal that they were dating, but it wasn't anything crazy just because he was Muslim and she was still representing, quote unquote, the royal family. He also passed away in the car accident with her. Okay. And um, within a couple of like months afterwards, his father, who owned the Ritz, Mohammed Al Faid, actually pushed a lot of these conspiracy theories to the press. Um, hmm. He was upset that like his son passed away, that his son was, you know, hopefully on his way to, to marrying Princess Diana. Right. And he made a lot of like claims, a lot of statements, which, you know, were proven false. And, and I say proven, you know, with, like, little air quotes because, like, uh, you know, should we trust everybody who, like, came forward and said that, you know, this wasn't true? Uh, probably. But today we're wrapped in tinfoil <laughs> and we're we're going to question it, baby. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one of his, uh, the biggest things that, that kind of led to, like, these conspiracies starting, um, I'll get kind of more into, like, the details of what actually happened as we're going through this. But his father came forward to to the tabloids and basically stated that, like, they they were executed, that it, it was like a, a whole entire thing that was planned by, like, the actual, like, British government and, and everything was, like, staged. Like, this this was not something that should have happened. And the reason why it happened was because they were supposedly supposed to be getting engaged and they had a huge announcement the Monday after that weekend. Hmm. And, you know, he was like, yeah, like he was going to propose to her because we just found out dun, 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 she was pregnant, which, you know, not being married. And then all of a sudden having a kid is a little bit of a scandal for him. Yeah, I'd say. Right. Oof. Little, little sus. But, eh, you know, it's not the craziest thing that could happen. So basically, you know, he makes all these claims and everything. He he tries to provide evidence that like, look, this is the ring. This is like the proof that that my son was going to propose to her, like to her. This is this is it is. Look, they were already looking into these houses. They already had this like whole entire plan for like a baby room. Like you can ask the guy that they went and looked at houses with that they were looking for an extra room for a kid, you know, like those kind of things. And he was making these claims. Um, and of course, because she was such a prominent media figure, everybody decides to investigate it. Okay. So one of the, this is kind of where his, you know, claims and his statements like fall apart is that one of the, his statement that he was planning on proposing to her, here's the ring. Mm -hmm. Look at it. Isn't it beautiful? We all love it. He actually was the one that bought the ring and he had bought it after the accident. And this was a whole ordeal of like they were pulling like security cameras. They were pulling like the people that actually worked at the jewelers that he claimed that his son went to. Like all of these like steps, you know, to to try and like prove that uh, Dottie actually had gone in and been like, mm, this is my plan is to buy this ring and marry her. And unfortunately, the only thing that showed up on the security cameras and everything was his dad buying this ring and then showing it to the tabloids and being like no look this was what he Dude. was planning and it was like come what on man <laughs> asshole. come on man so you know it, it kind of weakens his claim too that that she was pregnant right so the after her like the whole accident and everything the, the french have a very different way of dealing with car accidents in like on the scene how would you say it like not like tragedies but like ambulance like medical emergencies right yeah so instead of kind of the the british way the american way is to get them into the the ambulance and get them to a hospital as soon as possible right get them in get them out the french try to treat on scene like they try to take care of the like the problem as well as they can to get you stable and then get you to the hospital instead of like trying to do it like on the move 
and there was a whole bunch of backlash for it. They were like, if you would have taken her to the hospital, like she would have lived and blah, 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 blah. But she unfortunately did not make it there and she died. Very sad. Mm -hmm. And so once she, you know, made it to the hospital, she was like immediately like embalmed and everything was kind of like, they're like, man, we don't want her to like deteriorate or anything, as they say. Mohammed, you know, the dad was like, you guys did that to hide the evidence that she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Which okay, buddy, right? You, you know, so of course they they were like, well, we didn't, and uh, the person, the French, you know, doctor that actually did like the autopsy and everything, like came forward a couple of years later and was like, hey, there wasn't anything in there. Like I know this, you know. So was, well, yeah, because that would definitely have been on like the medical findings they would have if they did an autopsy they absolutely would have checked for that and like don't know about the french death certificates because they got to have their own version of it but all of our death certificates every state that i've worked for has a section that says if female of this age was pregnant within the last year it has to be a box that's checked off by medical professionals so yeah and they also they ran the blood tests and everything to see if the like hcg hormone which is like the one that's associated with like pregnancy and contraception and everything was like present Mm -hmm. and it, it wasn't at all so like not only Dude. <laughs> yeah, so not only was she not pregnant, but she also was not on birth control, which, you know, fun little tidbit. Good for her. But <laughs> so all of his claims kept like falling apart and falling apart, but he kept pushing them. Uh, and this this man had the money to do so, you know, so he's doing like interviews on tabloids and people are eating it up and they're like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, they, they wanted to hide this. And the only reason why, like, all these medical professionals are saying that, like, she wasn't pregnant and that... You know, they're faking the the film on the cameras because it's it's the royal family. You know what I mean? And don't get me wrong. They're pretty shady. They've done some shady stuff. For sure. Oh, yes. Maybe nearly as shady as the Clintons, but I don't know if we're there yet. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They're definitely past them. But they all these people are like eating, eating all of it up right out of the tabloids, out of the media. TV's finally like kicking off. This is like 1997. So it's like peak level entertainment. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which kind of brings me to the part that is actually sus because like, you know, this part a little bit sus that he died and she died in the accident and the driver didn't die and like whatever. And you're trying to find reasons for why it might've happened. But the actual incident itself was a little bit weird. So the man that was the driver um, was actually hired by Mohammed, the dad, um, to <gasps> to be the, their security agent and everything. Okay. Okay. And yeah, I know. Ooh. And uh, that night at the incident, they did like a like a blood test, I guess, for him actually, and he he tested three times the legal limit for alcohol. Hey yo! <laughs> but looking at all the security cameras and everything, his interactions with everybody, everybody he had talked to that night. Everybody thought that he was extremely sober. Mm -hmm. So it's a little impressive. And I like having a few drinks. I don't know if you guys know that. It's a little impressive to go from claiming to be sober to three times the legal limit and still acting sober. Right. Which is, it'd be pretty impressive, right? Even the best alcoholic would have difficulties. Like Somebody's got to be slurring something, right? (laughs) It would just be, it would be impressive. It would be. So after that, you know, they... There was this whole ordeal of, like, why did this guy do it? Why did he get behind the wheel? Blah, 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 blah. And then after the wreck, you know, they actually, like, take the time to kind of go through everything. This all happens in a tunnel, by the way. So not only are they, like, just on their way, they're on the road. It's a public road. Obviously, like, the press and everybody knows who they are. They know what the car looks like. They Like, they're not inconspicuous. Right. 
within this stretch of like getting to where they're going, they go in a tunnel and inside the tunnels where this accident happens. Mm -hmm. After kind of like taking a step back and looking through everything and being like, you know, how did this happen? Minus the fact that this dude was like sloshed. They realized that like another car had been involved, that there's like a scrape of of paint on the side of like the Mercedes that had oh. to have come from a different car. And they like trace it back and it like the the chemical composition of the paint comes from like a Fiat Uno, which like Fiat's are kind of small. I feel like they'd be yeah, kind they're of little, right? Well, fellas. Yeah. But apparently, you know, another car was involved in the incident, but nobody saw the other car. Nobody saw a car that was scraped up. The car never stopped. Nobody saw it entering the the tunnel. And then, of course, once people like, you know, the, the police are like asking around. They're like, hey, we're trying to find this other car. Then they're flooded with all these people that are like, oh, yeah, I saw him. I, I saw him in the tunnel, man. <laughs> or like, oh, I saw him leaving the tunnel. And you know who it was? It was a photographer. You know, and people are making all these crazy claims. And uh, sure. our amazing father who just is you know, trying to sink his way into anything to justify, like, the death of his, like, you know, son, is like, I bet it is the photographer guy. It's the paparazzi. And he was like, they flashed them, and they were paid by, like, the royal family to distract them and hit them and run them off the road. And everybody's like, yeah, you're right, man. They probably did. (laughs) And by everybody, I mean about, you know, 20 or 40 Redditors, okay? (laughs) (laughs) So... Uh, so they're, they're on the hunt for this, like, you know, poor little car, whatever, this little Fiat. And, um, I think it was, let me see here. It was John Paul James Anderson. Mm -hmm. Um, he was, he was the last one to like photograph Diana at this like villa and he drove a white Fiat, right? (gasps) Kind of sus. (gasps) It's a little bit weird, (gasps) but here's the issue. He was not driving the white Fiat that night. Uh, the Fiat was in his yard, dead, very similar to the Ooh. way my car is right now. <laughs> and it has like 210,000 miles on it. It hadn't had like its yearly inspections since, I don't know, 10 years prior. Like it barely turned on. Okay. And there was no scratches or evidence that it had been in a collision. Okay. That more sounds like somebody had driven past this photographer's house, saw it in the yard and was like, oh, that, that'll be the story. That's we'll him. Just say this- <laughs> You know, yeah. like, but had no clue the car wasn't working. Like, come on. Right, exactly. And they were like, ah, but we know that he's part of the paparazzi, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, they make these claims. And this this poor guy, I, I do actually feel pretty bad for him because, you know, people, they didn't super look into the fact that, like, he, the car didn't run or anything along those lines. They just, they were like, you did this. This is your fault. Like, my favorite celebrity is dead because of you. And uh, mm-hmm. within a year, he uh, he did, in fact, kill himself. Oh, and dude. that Mohammed, our, our dad here, uh, decided that that was his admission of guilt. And he was like, he killed himself because he did it. He was like, and I know somebody paid him. And I bet you it's the British government. Nobody knows that. Nobody knows if that's true or not. And more than likely, it definitely wasn't. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The The royal family even was like, bro please don't do this (laughs) like we're we're in mourning we literally we liked her like were we huge fans of like some of the things that she did no like we wish she would have been like a little more tame but like she wasn't like stepping on toes to the point well she was stepping on toes but she wasn't like you know 
assassination level, you know, we're going to execute her. Right, exactly. A lot of people think that she was, and we respect that. But you can hear the crinkling of the tin hat, too, at the same time, you know? (laughs) I just, like, I, what is the motive for this father and his nonsense? Because, like, all he has to gain, because obviously by what he's saying is, like, by trying to pin it on the royal family, you're not going to get any financial gain from the royal family. So are you just doing it for the publicity? Like, you just want the attention? But... Like, I just, I don't get it. I really don't understand what his motive could be for being such a wet wingnut. I am so glad you asked. So there's, like, a ton of theories on, like, why this man is, like, so invested in, like, figuring this out, right? And not even figuring it out because, like, obviously there has to be ulterior motives if you're making shit up and being like, yeah, my son was just buying a ring because he's going to marry her. And then you go out and buy the ring, right? Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of people think that it did have a lot to do with, like, the publicity and him hoping that, like, maybe the royal family would just kind of pay him out. Um, Oh, to keep him quiet. Hush money. Yeah, because at her death, Princess Diana had her her whole estate and everything. Dottie wasn't listed in it. Um, Obviously, his father wasn't listed in it if he's not listed in it. Right. Like, the the whole will ended up going to, like, her sisters and, like, the rest of her family. She She really wasn't known for being, like... Ooh, where is my wealth going to go? You know what I mean? Because it wasn't something mm-hmm. that she was super concerned with. So a lot of people like believe that he was doing this because now he's he's in the press. He's known as the Ritz. People are taking like pity on him for losing not only his son, but maybe his future daughter-in-law. People are like backing him up on this. And then there's like a whole nother side of the coin where people are like, he's expecting the royal family to pay him hush money. Mm-hmm. And like, what what is he going to gain from that? You know what I mean? Right. Besides hella money, because they, they have it, and they've been known to pay it before. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so a lot of people kind of kind of think of that way. And then there's also, like, a smaller group of people that are like, you know, he lost his son. Like, it does make people a little bit crazy, you know? No, and I, I guess I see that in, like, a grieving, in grieving family members. People can, like, be out for blood when they're grieving. I, the amount of times that I've had, like, families sit down with me and they're like... Oh, we, the hospital killed him. We we want a private autopsy because we're taking him to court. Like I hear it all the time. Exactly. All the time. Because it feels like you've been like wronged. You know what I mean? Right. And you know, funny enough, actually, he he actually just recently passed away uh, on August thirtieth this year. The dad? Yeah. Oh, oh wow! wow. Isn't that wild? Sure, uh, he lived yeah. a very wealthy life. Okay, if you own like the <laughs> Ritz Carlton in France, you're, you're doing pretty well for yourself. You know, because that's also what's odd to me too is that if he was like himself a well-to-do person, then like motive, like money, money motive yeah. doesn't make sense. You know, you yeah, but you got to remember there's a difference between being like wealthy and then being royal family wealthy like yeah well you know what i mean yeah 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 uh one of us are flying private jets and the other ones own the whole airport you know like that's okay yeah you're right though yeah (laughs) right it's kind of crazy so yeah nobody's like entirely sure with like the motive do i want to say that this is like the conspiracy of conspiracies or i accidentally maybe debunked this as i was going through all the the fun things no man it's up to you guys right Ooh. I was I was a much bigger believer in the conspiracy 
until I actually read more into it. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> this is kind of cut and dry. I was like, oh, okay. Like, man, here's the, you know, here's the death certificate. Like, who would have faked that? Like, you know, it's just like, there's too many things that line up conveniently that make sense yeah. for it to be like, Ooh, who could have killed her? It's like, oh, it's a drunk guy behind the wheel. Like, ah, you know? That was super crazy. I didn't know that there was that much going on behind this. I thought it was like when I've seen like headlines for it before, even though we were literally alive yeah. when this ha- happened. But I didn't know that there was so much going on behind the scenes with like the dad and stuff. Yeah. Like, like dirtying the waters. I'm like, oh, wow, this is juicy. It's, yeah, it's, it's really crazy. I'll be honest, this is just like a surface level of it too. There's like a whole bunch of like, was the the French government involved? Was the royal family's like um, assassination team that they had just like released and like stopped paying involved? Oh my God. Like, there's a whole bunch of other like shenanigans, but like the the good surface level ones that'll get us in out and get us an idea is, is kind of the the wackiness of of poor poor dad here, you know. For sure. And also, just side note, it is just astounding to me the amount of times that people are caught on CCTV. Like, yeah. I, I looked it up while you were telling us the story. Like, just to be like, how how recent is CCTV uh, as an invention in this world? It's been around since, like, the early 19... Was it 1920-something? And it's been used, like, commercially in retail since the 70s. So... I don't know why people don't understand that there are cameras everywhere there are cameras right now. Everywhere. Not to be crazy, but the I you can't get away with anything, man. It's not going to happen. Somebody's going to rat on you, or there will be cameras. Yeah, we all seriously. know. Every the Big yeah. Brother is watching. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we've evolved this to a new conspiracy theory. Now let's talk about how the government watches us through our like you know webcams. <laughs> right. I'm not kidding. That's a real thing. But. I, I used to tape I used to tape my webcam, yeah. I'll admit it. <laughs> to be honest, man, I kinda got to the point where I was like, Man, there's nothing I'm doing that if the government wants to see, I feel like stopping them. You know, like if Of all of like the nonsensical crap that they would uh they would gather from us in the downtime, like they're not gonna get any juicy stuff. It's just gonna be like people picking their noses half the time. So Wow, that was that was a lot. There were a lot of layers to that. Yeah. But Brandy I'm very interested to see what you've cooked up today. How many more layers can you add to this? Ooh, well, my story's a little less known, I think. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> took place it's coming in strong. All right. Confident. <laughs> <laughs> took place a little bit earlier uh, than the 90s. Uh, 1912. Back. Okay, so a hot second Yeah, ago. Just, just a little bit ago. So even before CCTV somehow... <laughs> So these people were not going to get caught on camera. That's true. <laughs> so uh, this is going to be the disappearance of four-year-old Bobby Dunbar. Ooh, that sounds familiar for some reason. He, oh, I'm excited. I feel so bad for this family. Well, all, all people involved, but here we go. So the scene is Swayze Lake, Louisiana, August 1912. And honestly, the lake is not really ever described as a lake. It's a swamp, essentially, um, teeming with alligators and a lot of forestry. There's a lot of places to get lost out in this this area. But the Dunbar family are on a camping trip and suddenly Bobby goes missing. Following the incident, there was an eight month long hunt for the boy. 
So you can imagine eight months of searching these swamps and sifting through them. And it's 1912. There isn't any technology to try and find the boy. They're just going off of what they can see and what ideas that they might have. That's nightmarish to think about, like the logistics behind something like that without the tools that we have today. Like that would even be difficult in today's world. I can't imagine doing that a hundred years ago. Yeah. So uh, (laughs) the best thing they had around was dynamite. And they said, all right, (laughs) let's see what we can do. I was was going. (laughs) No, right? (laughs) The dynamite was a little bit jarring to me as well. I was like, oh, there's a missing boy in the swamp and we're going to blow it up. All right, cool. So that's what they do. (laughs) They try to search through the lake with dynamite. And then they dredge the bottom of it with like these giant hooks on chains and they're trying to pull up whatever they could find. The search found a lot of debris, as you can imagine. It's a giant swamp, Uh, but none of it was the body of Bobby Dunbar or whatever would be left with after dynamite. I don't Blowing him (laughs) up and then using hooks to dredge into this. Honestly, I would be happier as a family knowing that he wasn't like pulled up to the surface on a Acme level cartoon hook. Yeah. (laughs) In like probably a hundred different pieces. I don't desperate times, desperate measures, all that jazz. Sure. So (laughs) after they blow up the lake, The search continues, and they're not able to locate Bobby. So after eight months, the party starts to wonder, maybe did Bobby go missing from some different type of incident? Maybe he was kidnapped? It took them eight months (laughs) to question that. I guess so. (laughs) I, I, I don't know. There's gators. There's dynamite, but everybody's like, you know what? We were out <laughs> by the swamp lake, by our by our lonesome, with our family. Boy was kidnapped. Absolutely. Boy was kidnapped. So damn, eight months. After eight months, uh, a man named William Walters was found in Mississippi with a boy matching Bobby's description. So mind you, Bobby is four. It's been eight months. That's nearly a year. He's probably five or almost five. And this boy matches his description. Kids change a lot over time. Sure. and Especially in the young years. Yeah. yeah. And so how could you even know? But that's, you know, besides the point. So William is arrested um, and they take him to jail and they say, you're going to jail for suspicion of kidnapping. And they notify the Dunbar family that Bobby has been found. That's really the way the police worked then <laughs> you find a boy with one person and close enough you give him to the other person <laughs> here's your boy <laughs> i guess that's what we do with our children then <laughs> so finally after they're reunited there's a little bit of a difference in opinion of what happens. Some people say that Mrs. Dunbar was incredibly elated to see the boy, went up and hugged him and knew right away that that was her boy. But then there's other reports that she didn't recognize him right away, but kind of like eventually said, yeah, that's that's my son. And these conflicting reports kind of end once 
uh, again, I don't know why the police worked like this in 1912, 1913, but uh, they're like, you know what? You should bathe the boy, sir. And then you'll know (laughs) if he is your son. And she's like, you know what? That makes sense. I'll bathe this child that I'm not sure is my son. And then I see his him and I'm like, yeah, that's my son. And that concludes it. They're like, okay, hook, line, sinker. That's it. So I don't know what you guys think about that, but um, I have many thoughts. Yeah, that was just not <laughs> oh, like that's a lot. Not not my favorite thing to hear. <laughs> but I was like, all right, well, if that's how we're rolling, that's how we're rolling. So <laughs> William starts to make a claim for himself that he was caretaking the boy, and that this this boy isn't Bobby at all. Um, this is actually a boy named Charles Bruce Anderson. And he was the son of one of William's parents' caretaker. So Julia Anderson is that person, that caretaker. And William just had the boy out on a trip of some sort that the mother had consented to. Julia had said that William could travel with the boy. But she also noted that she only said that William could take the boy for a couple days but he was gone longer than that. What is what is with old timey people and just blatant disregard for children? <laughs> yeah, and just like random children that aren't actually related to you. You're just he's the caretaker of your parents' son. Like why? Okay, and like when I say you know he was supposed to be gone for a few days and was gone longer, um, almost a year. He was gone almost a year. That's a long time like, to be like, well, eh. I'm just going to take the boy. Helicopter parents of today would be freaking out if they couldn't talk to their kid after an hour. Literally. Like, uh, bro. I couldn't believe that. So I was like, all right, well, we're all just kind of like letting our kids run around, be free, be wild. Let's let's do it. So uh, <laughs> once Ugh. once all of that kind of came out that William was saying, you know, the boy is not Bobby. The boy is Bruce. Julia was like, all right, I got to come out there. I'm going to prove that that's my son, or at least, you know, make sure if it isn't, it isn't. So Julia takes an overnight train and they test her. They bring in five boys, one at a time, and she's asked to choose which one was the boy who was recovered. And in the end, she couldn't decide. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) you got to be shitting me. (laughs) Oh, my God. Parenting award of the year. I know. Can you believe that? She just she was like, yeah, I can't I can't really decide. Um, so then after a night's rest and begging for a second chance, she was allowed to come in and evaluate the boy again. So she had like chosen the boy that she thought was her son mm-hmm. out of those five boys and was like, let me evaluate him. Like, I think that that's him. That's what they do. They bring her in. They let her evaluate the boy again. <laughs> And she says, yeah, that is my son now. Okay. So really nobody knows whose son is who. And all of these boys could just go home with different families and it would be fine. I think is what we're (laughs) determining here. Well, the weird thing to me, I mean, four isn't like super young. Like that's comprehending and speaking like English at that point. Yeah. So like, could the kid not 
speak up and be like, dude, that's like not my mom, man. Like, that's I anything. Don't know. I there's so there's no reports of him really ever kind of realizing at one point, you know, in those conflicting reports, it had said that he yelled mommy and ran up to Mrs. Dunbar and said, you know, that was his mom. But then he kind of shied away from her or, you know, there's just like a lot of conflicting incidents. I think that newspapers just reported whatever they wanted at that time. Sure. So nobody has a clear answer of if the boy ever really said he was Bruce or Bobby or if he remembered. I mean, he was gone for eight months <laughs> and even even Bruce was gone for a long time from his family. They're probably confused, I guess. I guess. I mean, I guess it speaks to the time period, too, like it probably didn't matter which family they ended up with because God, we're going to send you off with Uncle Billy. He's going to take <laughs> yeah. you on a year-long trip. See, I hope you don't get some type of illness and trench foot and die. Like, oh, okay. God. <laughs> so this is other really time. Yeah, it's dysentery all over away. Yeah. <laughs> This was Louisiana, right? This is Louisiana, yeah. yep. That sounds like Louisiana. <laughs> so. <out> there. <laughs> well, it is. it is the swamps. Um, <laughs> so you can imagine that after finally realizing that Bruce was her son, she gets pretty emotional and she starts trying to come up with legal action. What can she do to try and get her boy back? They're determined that this is Bobby, not Bruce. Mm-hmm. And so what does she do? She's a single working class mom. She hadn't seen her son for eight months. So they're using that against her. Why did she just let this man take her son? She's, you know, not able to afford any attorney. And eventually she has to give up. Damn. She's not able to get Bruce back. And the Dunbars believe through and through that Bobby is Bobby. And that's how he's raised. He's Bobby Dunbar. Dude, that's super crazy. Like... What would happen if all of a sudden, like, Bobby was found and then, like, that's just, I don't know. This is just insane to me. Well, and then, <laughs> Like, the truth is out there, but, like, there's something obfuscating it, obviously. Yeah, like, there, there are so many questions left unanswered. And Julia has to go home and live with the fact that her son wasn't just kidnapped once. He was kidnapped twice. Right. right in front of her. Oh, my God, that's insane. There come the questions, you know. What happened to Bruce if that boy was Bobby? What happened to Bobby if that boy was Bruce? There have been some answers, at least to the fact whether or not it was Bobby. It was not. Yo. Uh, In the early 2000s, Bobby, in in quotations, uh, so Bruce probably's, oldest son did a dna test and that proved that he was not related to bobby's brother alonzo yo that's uh, i mean the good thing is the people that this affected the most are dead and won't know this but like oh what a slap that would have been oh god they literally lost their child and they were like you know what we're taking this one well so the dunbars had some money they were able to Mm have their own lawyers that were able to make a case that Julia wasn't even a good mom. She couldn't, she just let her son go with some random man. Like, that's crazy I mean, to me. 
Yeah. But she did kind of just, you know, it's been a year, right? Mm, yeah, just to much. play devil's advocate, not to actually condone this, but <laughs> but also like if you knew like by any chance of a doubt like that that wasn't your son, I wouldn't want to go through the rigmarole of like even if I had the money to hire all these lawyers and stuff and steal somebody else's kid, like that's not my kid. Yeah, I don't like, know. Moms go crazy, man. You know. Well. I thought that this was interesting kind of coming off of our episode of about disenfranchised grief because this is kind of like a big story of it. Oh, yeah. The Dunbars oh. feel robbed because they don't know what happened to their son. You know, anything could have happened out there and they start clinging to all these ideas. And then the story was in the news all over the place. And so, of course, people start stirring up those controversies, just like the story that Sierra told, you know, as soon as it gets to the public, people blow it up and you want to think these crazy things. Yeah, the boy was probably kidnapped and, oh, there's this boy in Mississippi that looks just like him. It's got to be him. And then there's a mother who can't afford a lawyer and she's a single mom just trying to make it happen. And her son was kidnapped and then he was kidnapped again. And who knows if it even was her son. So it's It's just... A horrible onion, the most disgusting onion. Awful. So many layers. So many layers. Yeah. Oh, dude, I couldn't imagine what that would be like, like living in that 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 type of situation. Like, uh, I know this is like a long time ago, but what a what a horrible horrible thing to happen to a bunch of people, like a bunch of people. Yeah, it affected communities for sure. Yeah, like that's that's a good point. Like it's communities, it's community wide because like. That definitely affected, like, how people saw the legal system and, like, law enforcement and, like, the people that probably knew a little bit more. It's like, yeah, like, they they probably saw through it and saw, like, oh, this lady's just got money. So if you have money, you can just steal whatever you want. Like, oh, oh so many other people's kids. Yeah. Holy crap. That's super crazy. Yeah. So that is the story of Bobby Dunbar. I think he was definitely eaten by a gator. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, probably. I mean, the chicks. It's out. not unfair. It's not unfair to think. Well, if I you're mean, like a four-year-old, you know what I mean. Like you're, you're kind of gator bite-sized. You know what I mean. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. super easy to death roll a child. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> I've done it. Very simple. Oh no. <laughs> Ten it's seconds. So flat. easy. Ten seconds. Oh no. So so wait 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 so like. As he got older, though, uh, obviously we were able to get like a blood sample from the rest of his family. But like, I I still have memories from when I was like younger. Like, was he interviewed as, as an adult at all? Yeah, he was. Uh, so when he was 24, he was asked to recount on his kidnapping. And one of the only memories that he has was there was another boy on the road with them. Hmm. And he remembered being with William and he remembers that time. But at some point, that boy had died and been buried during their travels. What? Uh, I feel like that adds a layer to it, too. Like, so what if they're just collecting boys that look the same? Maybe he had a he had a type and he was going around 
making a collection like a creepy little fucker spooky also old timey how how in the hell did the oh we found this boy based on uh hear tell from the city yonder many hours away we just knew that had to be the boy see he has uh, (laughs) hair and and a face uh and that's what that was in the description like there's no fucking way and he's the right age it's him (laughs) That's the 1912 for you. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. Oh, dude, this this story is insane, and I I knew it sounded familiar for a reason. Um, so there's a movie called God, what is it? Uh, Changeling. Uh, Changeling. It's like a like early 2000s or something movie, and it's got Angelina Jolie in it. I believe she's Bobby Dunbar's mom, uh, and it's actually like a whole like movie about this like obviously dramatized and all that as if it needs more this is a crazy story but yeah that's why it sounded familiar if i remember correctly that movie was awesome uh, i angelina jolie is, does is just fucking chef's kiss to the world you know yes ma'am i oh, can't yes, believe ma'am. i haven't heard of that movie that's so funny <laughs> no i highly recommend watching it See, i had it. to look it up while you were telling us the story because i'm like oh my god this sounds i'm telling you this sounds so freaking familiar and I remembered Angelina Jolie's beautiful shining face, and then oh, it all came together. I love her. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys really knocked it out of the park this week on researching. This was these are crazy. These stories are absolutely crazy. I'm I'm loving it. I had so much fun researching it. Yeah, these are hype. I love it. I love like conspiracy theory fun things like this too. Um, especially when you're forced to research them, and then you go, oh wait a minute, uh oh. <laughs> Uh oh. Uh oh. Maybe maybe it wasn't the royal government. Maybe it was just somebody <laughs> stealing children. You know, like oh. we gotta do a JFK episode, dude. What if his head just oh did my God. that? What if it just did that? What if his head just <laughs> did that? You know? Oh my God. We have heard some very interesting cases today, and this has only scratched the surface. There are details we did not have time for, and of course, a menagerie of topics we had to forego. So it just goes to show there can be a whole iceberg under the surface. So if you weren't already paranoid, it might be time to start. Keep a watchful eye out, my friends, because the truth is definitely out there. <laughs> but that's going to be it this week on Mort Mike. Connect with us on our socials at Facebook and YouTube at Mort Mike Podcast. If you have any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear about or burning questions you have about death, shoot us an email at mortmikepodcast at gmail.com. A huge thanks to Joey, our dedicated studio gopher, Marson Music for our theme, Deputies of Death, and Macklin Legan for our custom icons and banners. Be sure to tune in the first Thursday of every month for more casual discussions on death. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Mort Mike. Bye. Bye. Do, 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 do. That was more the Doctor Who theme. Was I, was going for, I was going for X-Files. That was very, <laughs> very Who of you.